like that, you're just stuck. Like you you're kind of stuck because somebody got to pay these people that money, or you're getting evicted. If my and you're going to court. Yeah, you are. You have to go to court, and so I think I would allow the whole court situation to play out so that way I can let them know. But I'm pretty sure in the court of law, they may feel for me. But at the end of the day, the money wasn't paid and my name was also on the lease. So I'm still going to have responsibility. So mm-hmm. I probably, as much as it sucks, I probably would let the eviction go through. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, and let them know, like, yo, you got to pay this back, son. Like, this is not, this is not that. I've been giving you money. And I probably, like, depending on how receptive they are, one, I would come up with a contract on how they're going to pay back. And two, um, depending on how receptive they are, like, if they start, like, oh, no, nah, it's both of us, I'm going to sue you now. Because yeah, that's, like, my that's $13,000. Yeah, that was my first thought anyway. I'm first suing homeboy. Because I, I'm sure I got evidence of where I pulled this money out, gave it to you. Now, I feel like that was dumb in the first place. Like, if we had an agreement where we're both um, paying rent, I would probably, especially with the way rent is set up now, like, me and Chris can literally go online and I can pay a portion of the rent. And if we were but splitting it, though. yeah, like in we, college, no, in college, um, where I say that there was, we only could pay in person. And I always uh, class, um, at the time where, you know, like the day and time rent is due or whatever the case may be. So my roommate would go and drop off the check in the mailbox. But the thing about it is we had decent accountability to where she would take a picture of her dropping it off mm-hmm. you know this yeah, person was probably was just trusting that they would just go do it yeah. but some places especially <laughs> certain landlords like i wouldn't have a system like that set up because it costs money you know what i'm saying so maybe yeah, if, I'm the... if you own a home and it's not like an apartment complex mm-hmm. as a private landlord i would um you probably are like i pay check money orders you know stuff like that especially if you're trying to have this as like you're not trying to get taxed you know people be trying to do stuff under the table all kind of crazy stuff Mm. so my thing is i will still have a paper trail this is so important that's why you should have paper trails when you get yeah i'm learning that now because i'm going through the eviction process that's fine i'm gonna have my documentation then i'm suing you not only for the money that you owe me but for pain and suffering and having to find a new apartment okay come on insurance Alex always listen Alex takes stuff to the extreme there is no what would you do where Alex is like you know I think that that's just fine like let me just do the bare minimum Alex will go above and beyond is that you made me go above and beyond by getting evicted I thought I had a home that's true though like no pain and suffering I got through the pain of trying to find another apartment with an eviction on my record eviction a new roommate if i can find another roommate because i'm not living with you again mm-hmm. like you know it's just so much stuff and then what if the person didn't have money to go do like application fees deposits all that stuff yeah that's true then you have to try to beat the eviction and go get a new apartment before you come up on your credit like true. you pass the credit the credit check that's just like too much stress like yeah. i just feel like at that point i'm gonna have to take off work so i can go do all this craziness all because but, you didn't pay and I did. But they're obviously broke, so how are they gonna pay you for your pain and suffering? It don't matter if they if they are ruled it's, yeah, if it's ruled for them to pay, they gotta figure it out. Do we not know that men and women no, all over don't. the world are not paying their child support and the government's like they they start garnishing your wages? I don't see that happen. 
that chick get the nice. But they do. They can if you have a court order. Like I mean, and, and then when you go to court, they might not. You know, they might not award you all of that. But it's the principle of the matter when of you're suing. So <laughs> y'all should see what they say. She's ironic. <laughs> but um, it's just like really the principle. Like I like it's. A, I would have to go through a lot at that point. So I just feel like. You, you have to work it out in the court system because I don't know how it feels. I just don't think if a person is taking my money for a year, $1,000 a month for a year, what would you do with my money? Like, are you been, have you been living a life, the life. <laughs> like in my face? Bruh, no, real talk. Bruh said on the, on the shade room, the dude, he was like, he was like, he asked the guy why he wasn't paying it or what he thought was going to happen. Bro, I was like, I'm just, I was just praying through it. I was like, he was oh, just, uh-uh. oh, heck no. Nah. Don't put that on my Lord. He must owe somebody money. Probably. He must owe somebody money. Child support. <laughs> yeah. But what if the like what if the like he would like bring in nice new stuff in the house like he done bought new furniture and you're like, oh, okay, all right, that's what's up. Next Y'all didn't want to eat somewhere nice and then got a section. Then like live in your bed while you over here just like you know, just making ends meet. <laughs> Barely making it. <laughs> you know? This is not funny. He's like, Darren, how you keep going on vacation? Cool. Oh not cool. Oh my god! Like people don't be out here flexing like you got. But this is like a real everything. situation, though. People it do, is, yeah. People really do stuff. Y'all, like this actually happened here. growing up. So my parents, when I was younger, we rented a house, and come to find out, my parents were paying the rent to the landlord. Landlord was not paying the paying bank to the mortgage company. They all, bruh, I came home because by by the time we found this out. I was living in Jacksonville, so I had graduated from college and down there teaching. And I came home, and me and my mom was going somewhere, and some white lady was outside taking pictures of the house, and I was looking at the lady like, what you doing? My mom was like, oh, they're probably taking the picture because they're about to foreclose. And I'm like, what is going on? Mm. And at that time, she was actually leaving my uh, stepdad, so she didn't care. But I was like, bruh, ain't no, y'all ain't been paying. <laughs> it was a whole situation. But it was, I was like, people are really out here doing this. How you not paying your mortgage? Bro, it's your house. How you not people paying your mortgage? do not care, especially when it's second homes, because you're not taking the house I'm living in. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I still got somewhere to live, technically. Right. And that's messed up, though. Like, I'm about to fight you at that point. So, current events, did y'all hear about how crazy this coronavirus has gotten. I mean, starting in China, we had, last week we talked about, the last episode we talked about how a lot of people who had been traveling from the U.S. and other places were quarantined on a cruise ship, not being let back into their, um, in their home countries. And now, like, I mean, it's over here. It's in the U.S. Uh, Many people are being, being not consumed, um, but they are being impacted by it. Um, there have been reports, special reports about different steps and measures that you can take to try to prevent yourself from getting it. Things like guys shaving their beards, um, so that no. they can act. <laughs> um, I, that's how I feel. Cause my husband got a beard and he got it cause I want him to have it. But you know, they saying shave the beards, um, because if you're using a respirator or a mask, you can't really cover your face to prevent prevent the germs from spreading. Um, also, 
there is an influx of masks being purchased and um, people are overcharging. There's a surge in prices for medical masks. Um, it's just kind of crazy. People are really like, you know, concerned, um, worried, you know, even down to children, my students <laughs> talking about people got coronavirus ignorantly. <laughs> However, you know, it's still a major thing. So let's just keep everybody across the nation, across the world in prayer um, and pray that it doesn't get worse. Uh, pray for our leaders because you got Kim Jong-un. Is that how you say that? Anyway. Kim jong mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In North Korea, <laughs> he threatening serious consequences if the coronavirus get over there. Um, which I don't know what that means, but as, you know, his track record, he'll be done. Yeah. Yeah. So let's just pray for our leaders as we deal with this mass. Um, disease spreading across the world yeah so i'm really excited about this one um but did y'all hear about harvey weinstein getting convicted um for those who don't know harvey weinstein is was a major hollywood executive um producer and so he had a lot of influence over the years and was using that to, um, you know, take advantage of, of people. And so he was given a guilty verdict for um, first degree, committing a criminal sex act in the first degree involving one woman and rape in the third degree involving another. And, you know, for those who have been following the Me Too movement, this is a major, major win um, as it relates to, you know, taking down those people who have been in high positions for years and years and years um, into that are taking advantage of, you know, men, women, children um, for long, for decades and he was one of them and he was taken down so I feel like it was a big win as we know rape cases don't always end that way you know similar to um m cases involving police brutality and and things like that and so this was um I think it kind of gave I think any any woman um who has even come in contact in any way shape or form to um you know rape or any sort of sexual abuse it meant a lot. And so I think that it's a huge one. And hopefully it, it turns the tides in um, believing victims, actual victims. And um, I'm, I think it's pretty, it's pretty cool. It's mon monumental in my, uh, from my perspective. I agree. Even though I had to, I had to look up what, what is rape in the third degree? Like, I, I that's a good point what is the same thing like murder like you didn't mean to do it versus yeah like versus passion purse premeditated murder and stuff like, like that I and i'm just like some unconsented <laughs> i don't i don't know I like at first she said yes then she said no <laughs> i don't know i didn't know it was the grease to write i just thought it was right to like so. but i am happy like um that these women um, are getting justice mm -hmm, because yeah. sometimes it's really hard coming forward with someone as powerful as Harvey Weinstein. Exactly. That's really good. And a move in the right direction for our country mm -hmm. in general. Yeah. I'm trying not to get too excited though because, you know, they'll do one and then everybody else gets off. Well, he already said that he's working on his appeals. Um, from the, He's in the hospital right now, so he's working on his appeals from the hospital. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, did y'all 
hear about Anitra Gunn, who is a Fort Valley um, University student, for those not in Georgia, that's a HBCU in middle Georgia. Um, she was murdered. Well, she went missing on Valentine's Day, and her body was found on February 18th. Um, this past week, her boyfriend was charged with malice murder. Um, actually, a couple of days after they found her body, or maybe the same day, um, he was actually charged with um, an incident that happened a couple of days before she went missing. He had threw some bricks through her window um, and caused her injury through her car window. And then just two days ago, three days, well, by the time you're hearing this, like last Wednesday, um, one of their mutual friends, a guy, got charged with covering his murder, covering up the murder of Anitra because he actually picked up her boyfriend from where he abandoned her car and drove him away from the scene. So sick. That's so sick. It's horrible. It's like it's very heartbreaking. Apparently, like um, they're you know they're trying to say, especially with that previous charge she had from incident that happened before her missing, before she went missing, her body was found. That there there might have been you know some domestic violence or some something already going on in the relationship. And I just I just pray for women um, of all ages from high middle school, high school at like this age, we might be having middle school. Um, that you know, if you're in that type of situation, that you know that you're worth more, and that is not normal. Like yeah. you should never have to fear for your life. You should not have to think or even hear a threat about I'm gonna kill you. Like that's yeah. not funny. I'm not dealing with that. And just know that know your worth. Like you know. Know that you're worth more than that, and there there is somebody else out there who would love you for who you are, and you don't have to put up with that. And yeah. let somebody know. Like, for, um, tell somebody. <clears throat> it's uh, it's really heartbreaking. I remember um reading a little bit about it online, and um, it reminds me of you know I went to undergrad at Valdosta State University, and we had mm. a very very similar situation. Want to say that was like what 2013 or so. And um, a young lady was found dead in a study room in a different dorm. And I was a, um, I was a RA at the time. And one of somebody I went to high school with, who also was one of our residents, was the one who did it. It was his girlfriend and he strangled her. Wow. And, you know, this is like, he was here. He came back to the dorm, you know, afterwards and people were around him and we were all suspicious, but it, then he got arrested and, and was found guilty. And so this kind of stuff you would think you know in college is the time of your life but people are you know people ain't all the way right you know these people come in with all sorts of issues and and mm -hmm. I guess mindsets on what love should look like and people mm -hmm. are can be possessive I mean it happens you know beyond that too but it's just I feel like it's happening a lot more lately too does anybody else feel that way like we're just seeing women dead like they're dying yeah it's scary and it's heartbreaking it's like what do you do you know we all want love but it could turn deadly for saying no or for not no longer wanting something anymore or someone anymore yeah. i think it's just happening more now like i think it's probably it's happened for a long time but now you're so seeing it like more. younger and younger you know before you'll see women in their like mid to late 20s something even like early 20s depending on the life or 30s, you know? But now yeah. you're starting to see way more college kids or girls yeah. in, like, Somebody needs to be teaching these people about healthy love. Yeah. 
Right. And that's what me and my mom were talking about. Like, you don't know the background somebody came from. Like, for them, that might have been something normal that they saw and they have normalized. Um, so, what was the questions you asked on your dating? Like, how was your life growing up? Um, you know, when you get to that point where you think you get serious to somebody, you got to ask those things because what is one person's norm? You know, what your norm is might be different from somebody else's. And it fits your life for real. So this week we just wanted to kind of talk about, not kind of, we want to talk about voting, the importance of voting uh, with a presidential election coming up. Um, so, you know, the Dem- and a lot of people are on social media talking about the Democratic candidate, of course, because the Republican candidate is Trump, um, because he is running again for president. Um, we need to find somebody else. <laughs> For real. <laughs> I don't think they they not because they try to say united front and so all their votes are gonna go to him because he's already president. Uh, so they can hopefully hmm. keep control. That's their goal, of course. Um but you know, we have some interesting people running for the Democratic seat for presidency. Um one of them I'm not following. I'm just gonna be honest. Normally I do, but this year I am worn I was I have been worn down by Trump. I'm worn down. Why are you worn down? Just everything. I does any the worst thing happen? Like the worst thing we thought could have happened as a country happened. You keep saying that, but I promise you, I promise you, it would have been way worse had Pence been up in that thing. I promise. Because here's the thing: Trump is incompetent. He's (laughs) not a politician. He's not. He's a businessman. He is, which is different from politics yeah because politics are meant to be for the people businesses are typically for the person running them and he, he's super incompetent let it have been pence in there who's a politician and know what the if he doing like i mean i just feel like he trump is the worst that we've seen but he's not the worst that it can get which is why like i'm not big on politics either i don't keep up with this stuff hence why i'm like why ain't nobody else running for on the republican ticket like find somebody (laughs) else but um i do think the biggest lessons that i have learned is like when i go and i vote in presidential elections it's always like fifty thousand, not fifty thousand, maybe like seven local or national or state um like you know little i don't know what they call them policies or local whatever. politics and policy yeah that we have to vote yeah, amendment. a lot of it really impacts things like education i'm a teacher so i'm like what y'all about to do for teachers or not do for teachers or it might impact um you know like like uh middle class families hello like all that stuff is just super important so even if i know people some people are like i'm voting for the lesser of two evils that's how it was in the last election which is why a lot of people believe that trump won because people are like i don't want um <clears throat> i don't want bernie who was it bernie no hillary hillary and who? it was no in the primaries in the primaries. Yeah. oh in primaries it was bernie, bernie. hillary yeah. Those are the main two. Yeah, so people were like, well, I'm not going to vote in that. So Hillary did win the primary. I mean, after she won the primary, people were like, we're not going to vote in the main election. because I know more people like, voted independent because they didn't want to vote for either one of them. Right. 
So like, I don't want to vote. It's just the lesser two evils. I was like, I'm gonna pick the lesser two evils because one of them is the greater evil and he can't be in the office. But I mean, that's what ended up happening. People were like, I'm not voting. Like, it's not gonna matter no way. <clears throat> and I true, I am a strong believer that if you don't vote, you are still voting. So basically, if you don't go cast a vote, whoever wins is basically who you voted for. And nine times out of 10, that's the reason why candidates like Trump win because like you said, the Republicans are going to only back one person. Democrats, Democrats are always split. And then some Democrats will vote independent, like you said, Vernique, because they really don't like the Democratic candidate. And when you split that way, that's what causes the candidate that actually nobody really wants to be in office because the people who want that person are going to vote for that person or the people who want that party to win are going to vote based on their party even if the candidate sucks and that's exactly what's ha been happening or that's what happened in the last election and what can likely happen in this one because that's how people feel about um the primary candidates for a democratic right now the thing about it, i don't think, think anybody's that, ever lost a re-election though Mm. Um, I wouldn't know. But it's it, <laughs> um, been that old. It's, it's, it's a long, a long, long time ago. Like, um, a, a long time ago. But we have a chance. Like the way our world is set up now, the problem is this is my thing. One thing Brittany said. I'm gonna say this real quick. Brittany said, if you don't vote, you voting for the person who won. If you don't vote, you can't complain. Because you had a chance yeah. to make your voice known and you chose to be silent. So this is like a wedding. Mm -hmm. Speak now, forever hold your peace. Like, <laughs> go ahead and, and vote. Say, like, you have to make your voice known, whether on the local level or the presidency. I just don't think you have a platform to stand on when you don't vote. Um, yeah. But I mean, what's so the, like, complaining doesn't change anything anyway, though. And I'm not trying to be, like, this difficult person because I'm likely going to vote. But... Like, you're like, you know, if you don't vote, then you can't complain. There's... Complaining but that's what people do. Anyway. It doesn't, but, but that's, that's what but people are doing. So it's, it's just not like... That you don't, yeah. It's not that you... you it's not going to change anything, but you had the opportunity to make a difference and you chose not to. You know what I mean? Because so then sit back and be vote. quiet for the next four years. So you need to sit back <laughs> and allow whatever play out to play out. You could complain, like... But don't get on there, be the main people all the time. I hate this. Why Trump president? Well, you ain't vote. So you ain't helping either, you know? Like, yeah. so you had the opportunity to help and you chose not to. Yeah. You, you, I just think that, of course, it's free. You have free will. So you can complain all you want. I just don't think that when you don't vote, I don't really want to hear your argument because I feel like you had the opportunity to voice your opinion in the way that America has set up for us to voice our opinions when it comes to elected policies and politicians. Um, and you chose not to. Like, again, like marriage, speak now, favor, hold your peace. Like, <laughs> like, you had a chance to say, right. nah, I'm not with this. And you chose not to say something. Um, and I think that's what we have to understand is that even though you may feel like oh, the electoral college has the final say. Like, you have to let your voice be known in regard... The electoral college only picks the president. You know, they don't pick senators. They senators, don't pick house, house. representatives. They your, don't pick your, your local, local mayor, <clears throat> your yeah. judges. 
they don't pick those people. Those are the people who are really affecting your day-to-day living. Those mm-hmm. are the people who are either on Capitol Hill in D.C. or at your local, you know, your state capital fighting on your behalf because you're their constituent. Right. So those are the people that you really need to start researching. What are you standing for? What are you voting on? What is your, if they're already in office or have been in another office before, what is your past voting looking like when it comes to certain bills or things that I care about? You can look that stuff up. Like, I will get into many candidates, but people really need to research Mike Bloomberg. Yes, he got money. He so his, ass, <laughs> his ass are on point. <laughs> because, well, first of all, he has a millions of dollars to I know, spend. I know. Like, this man has money. Lots of money. But y'all need to research him. Like, just just like a little bit of time. I'm going to do it. Research yeah, I know him. you keep saying it. I'm going to research him. Because he yeah, actually is one of my favorite candidates right now. Yeah. Yeah. He And a lot of the stuff that they're promoting, actually, for me personally, I it resonates with me. I'm like, okay. Like, he's Definitely done this, this, and this. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. Alex keeps saying to research him. Some, like, some of the stuff he's voted on in the past, which did he, apparently, he, I didn't, I don't have cable and I also don't have time. So I did not oh. watch the first debate that he went into, what was it, last week? And apparently he apologized for voting for that particular bill where it was like it increased the incarceration of black men um, or something like that. Now, I you have my own opinions. Time. I do have my own opinions about like this whole incarceration of black people because at the end of the day if you just don't break the law you'll be all right but i get it there are laws that are in place that target our black men so i totally get that that i'm sorry that's how how i feel but i don't think the problem is it's not that they are getting incarcerated it's the length of time they're getting incarcerated yeah so yeah for the same crimes that other people but uh, yeah like yeah you commit a crime you should do the time but should your time be 10 times as long as your white county? Right, right. And there are specific laws that entrap people of color. Right. Yeah, and and so I can't, I can't get behind somebody who has purposely locked up my hood, my my possible future husband, Uh, brother, cousin, not your possible future husband. I hope your possible future husband ain't out here dealing or doing drugs. I'm just saying, like, the the, (laughs) the principle behind it. I feel the same way about people love Bill Clinton, but like he has some really whack policies, and again, I as a criminal justice major, you know, I had a lot of time to to dig into, like, you know, learn about a lot of the I things. I know you were a criminal justice major because no, she ain't using her degree at all, <laughs> like most of us, except for criminal you. justice <laughs> don't pay. Criminal justice <laughs> does not pay. Neither does journalism. <laughs> it don't. Okay. And psychology until I get my master's. So you know you. Clinton too, like yeah. uh, look he at some of the things Joe Biden previously voted for. Yeah. I'm just saying. So everybody has some things. I just think that um, to me, Mike Bloomberg reminds me kind of of how Trump was running before when he was Democrat. Uh, mhm. Like that's kind of how um, Bloomberg reminds me of. He's trying to appeal to this class of people who felt unheard, but mm-hmm. that's what politicians do. I'm gonna appeal to you. The same thing Trump did with the farmers. Yeah. I'm gonna appeal to you, get your vote, and I'm gonna get in there and not really do nothing. Yeah. Um, and like I said, his history speaks for him when he was um his past positions. I just don't think that he gets he can say whatever he wants. 
you know what I mean? But I just don't mm-hmm. think that his actions, which is what I'm going off of, yeah. speak that he actually cares about me. So that's what, that's what I'm voting for. Somebody who I think would, who's going to make, who, who's going to make my life easier or I'm going to feel protected will enact laws that will make America a better place to live in general. And I just don't think he has the best interests of minorities, even though his ads might say otherwise. Mm. And again, that goes back to he has money. Like Trump. Trump had money to do a lot of things that he did when he was campaigning. Mike Bloomberg, same way. Again, you should research every candidate. Like really take the time. Like Facebook even has like them little, um, you'll see it's a whole website. I'm gonna find it so we can put it in the show notes. They you take a quiz to see who the person you align with most. I align most so you with can, Mike Bloomberg. I said I aligned when I took the quiz I aligned most with Mark Bloomberg oh yeah you said that mm-hmm. but honestly I'm probably just gonna vote for Bernie because I, I feel comfortable with him like Uncle I was, Bernie. I was with him. yes Uncle Bernie child yeah I just think the biggest thing like for me it would be taxes I need to see what you're saying about taxes. But you know, your Republican candidate is going to be the one that helps you out in that area. I know. And I, I you know, I thought about this. Um, I know it's probably a lot of Christians. As a black Christian, it's really hard to be like, I'm a Democratic or Republican. Yeah, I don't you know that. It's very hard. I because I'm more Democratic, but there are some things that the Republicans yeah so here's my take on that and i've struggled with that for a very long time because i definitely get things like um when you start getting into like religious politics right so like uh your stance on abortion or your stance on um like gay marriages and things like that whatever that stance may be if it truly aligns with biblical principles normally you are against those things um right and when you're voting for people who are like yeah everybody can do whatever they want to do and make their own choices it kind of comes off like are you really who you say you are in christ and um one thing that I had to just kind of come to terms with is that God does not micromanage us, right? So he's like, here are your options. I'm telling you that this is what you should do based on my word. And if you choose to do something else, that's on you. So my thought, this is my personal stance. I don't speak for all Christians. Um, my personal stance on that is that God gives us a choice. So I personally don't feel bad for voting for people who also give us those choices. My issue with some of the Democratic candidates are the way in which they want those choices to become available to people. So when my coins start being used for abortions or when they're taking more money out of my check to fund like that type of procedure like that's when I started having an issue which is something that was actually on one of those little quizzes that I took where it's like we're going to start putting more money toward um abortions or money for people to who are unemployed um they're going to have like stipends for people who are unemployed but all that stuff comes from taxes from working everyday working people so those are the things that I feel like personally affect me your choice to get an abortion doesn't affect me that's between you and God. Use your own coins to do it. Don't use, like, my Medicaid tax that's coming out of my check to do it. And that's a lot of the stuff that's actually being considered in this election. And a lot of the, poli- the politics in this election 
politicians have a stance on that. So I definitely get it. Like, it's really difficult to be like, I'm a Christian, but I'm voting Democrat. Well, I mean, God gives us a choice too, you know? So I just feel like there are bigger fish to fry than to, for, than to pick somebody who's saying, nope, you can't marry somebody of the same sex or you can't go have an abortion when God allows us yeah. to have choices to do those things on our own anyway. Agree. And that's, that was very well said, Brittany. And I think mm -hmm. the other thing about it for me though is, and I say this all the time, but it's the heart behind the matter. Because mm -hmm. they may be anti-abortion, but if you hate minorities, I'm not getting an abortion but you hate people that look like me or you you back up procedures or not procedures but you back up policies um, legislation and policies that you know directly affect people that look like me even if it's mm -hmm. not me and so you know it's really the heart behind the matter like you say that you you want to preserve life but you hate people mm -hmm. how does that work so i don't yeah. really buy your whole stance on abortion um because it's really not about the bible you know what I'm right. saying? It's really not about right. whether or not God cares about it. It's because you think that you're right on a particular issue or your party stands in this position. But for the things that, that truly matter, that affect day-to-day -day living people, not just unborn folks, you don't care. So, and, and once all these babies are born, like, are you finna adopt them all? You know what I mean? And I am, I am. That's what I, I said. Okay. Are, are pulling more money from checks to, to like, support. support them. <laughs> And mm -hmm. so uh, it's, it's really, you have to think about it deeper. It's not a matter of, oh, that's God's politician or not. God don't stand on nobody's ballot. God, mm -hmm. like God is not an option when you go vote. And so what people really confuse or think that they are backing up <laughs> Jesus by voting Republican or, or not voting Republican. Um, and it's just not true. Like the, God doesn't operate in this way and in this realm. We ought to follow and obey the laws of the land but there's no mandate mm -hmm. on voting or on, on pursuing certain candidates. And right. that's where we really get ourselves messed up. You, you have to use the Holy Ghost to the best of your ability to make informed decisions if you're going to participate in um, political matters. Yeah, I agree. Like, and then you can't do that. You can't, I don't know. I, I just feel like I've been in certain conversations with people. People are so like, because they feel so strongly about abortion and things like that from a biblical standpoint that they feel like, I feel like sometimes they miss the other key factors that we need to be thinking about. In Absolutely. Our everyday life. You know what I mean? That's why I said it's so important to research the person's whole platform. Mm -hmm. How are they about to, like taxes affect you. Like, you know, you may not get an abortion. You may not be gay. So you're not worried about same-sex marriage. You're not um, an immigrant, so you might not be worried about immigration laws. But taxes affect everybody who has a legal job in America. Yeah. You know? And contrary so, to popular belief, most of us are middle to, uh, what is it, high middle class? Yeah. So it really does affect us because I don't, I don't think people realize, like, those numbers the range between like low class or poor, whatever the lower class and then like middle class is not there's a huge gap there and a lot of the tax taxation policies do affect the middle class people are always thinking about like that top one percent but much of the funding the government funding comes from us check your check 
to see what's yeah. coming out every time you get paid. And I don't want higher taxes. I don't. And well, I, I look, I low key don't want the top one percent having extra having extra taxes pulled out either because I'm gonna be up there at some point in life. Hello. <laughs> They are right too. Look. <laughs> I don't know, y'all. It's the politics are super crazy, but I think it goes back to what Alex was saying earlier. Like, okay, presidential election notwithstanding, if you're not voting every two years in your local elections, is it every two years if I'm not mistaken? Um, when you're doing um, it like, depends. I think yeah, it depends on local elections. If there are seats available. Elections. And whenever the seats become available and they have the local elections or yeah, like gubernatorial, gubernatorial <laughs> races, like yeah. you need to be voting in those as well because those are the people who really impact everything. The president just be signing something. In. <laughs> and even still, like Sign other things that's still, <laughs> right, he, he really doesn't do a lot. I mean, he does a lot, but not at the same time. Like the thing, like I said, go back to what affects your day-to-day living. Mm-hmm. A lot of us, I mean, think about the laws in Georgia. Like for the last couple of years, like every couple of years, you'll see um, bills in there for us to vote on when it comes to like drinking on Sundays and selling the alcohol on Sundays. <laughs> yes, because they're trying to get that re- reinstated. <laughs> Because, like, at one point, you couldn't sell alcohol on Sundays. Then it became, okay, you can now do 12 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And then in some jurisdictions, you can do 11 a.m. And, you know, people go ham for that. They're going to go vote so they can have mimosas mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. on Sundays. But there's other things in there. Like, like Brittany said, when it comes to schooling, how um, giving power to charter schools um, or taking tax dollars yeah. from public schools and giving them to charter schools. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? How do you feel... Um, about driving laws like um and things like that uh, other things that affect you like so study all those amendments are put online before you can before you vote so go online you can actually get a sample ballot if you go to i think it's vote.org again we'll put in the show notes you can go online put in where you live and it'll actually give you your sample ballot so you can see the people who are running for what positions what amendments or bills are being voted on that you know that you're going to have the opportunity to vote on so you can do that do you know if you live in a in a in a, in a consider a city limits like i live in a city limits i think Brittany lives in the city limits i'm pretty sure Brittany mm-hmm. lives in the city limits too yeah <laughs> and um like stuff like that like now we have city laws and city things to vote on um and even i think it's important like i think we have a duty to stay informed what's going on every day um I'm very passionate about my community. I love where I'm from, but there is like a large disservice in the area that I grew up in. It's a primarily minority area. So it's just things that happen here that I just don't think are fair and that you will not see in a white community or a more affluent community. so like so I stay up to date and I encourage other people too, like as much as you can, read up on the things that are getting passed in your area. Mm-hmm. Like like they just passed another they just passed um again goes back to who you vote for. So your your council people, the people who represent you, super local, so just on your county or your city, um, they just voted to pass another chicken restaurant being built on this metro in Atlanta on Memorial Drive. And it's yeah. like because Lord really need another, 
do we really need another chicken restaurant? Don't. Like, can we get an Aldi's over here? Because the one, oh, it's the one closest by my house. one. Yeah, but that's 20 minutes from my house. That is not really... 20 minutes. Okay, 15. You live 10 minutes from me. 15. It is Aldi's. Because it's further up the street. Wow. By me? But it's... No, no, by Bernice. But I'm just like, but think about how many more, you know, like, we need more grocery stores. I don't, you know, we don't necessarily need more fast food restaurants. Right. Yeah. Um, fresh food. Fresh food. Or better options at the very least. A farmer's market where I ain't got to go all the way to the cab, uh, the cab farmer's market all the way on wherever it is. East Ponds. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. so it's like things like that. Those things, those are the people we voted into office or that were voted into office by people who live in their area. And now these are the things they're voting on for your area, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's why it's important to study the candidate, understand their past voting, they have a history in politics. So you can kind of see, okay, what kind of things would they say yes or no to when they get into office? Mm. Like kind of what's they going to be their stance? Is it going to benefit my community? Is it going to benefit me? Is it going to benefit the country in general? Or is it going to be more of a hindrance? Is it going to be more of a divide amongst us? So this, I think pretty much we really wanted to like discuss in this episode the importance of why it's important to vote, why you, why you should vote, and then the importance of researching the people that are on the ballot so mm-hmm. you are making an informed decision when you vote, no matter right. what you vote, you know, no matter who you vote for. When you, when you make an informed decision, you can feel good about it. And so you can know that I did my part and I made an informed decision instead of just getting up there like, oh, that person, I'm, I guess, their name looks familiar. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just going to pick somebody because I don't know none of these people. What is this position? I don't even know. You know, right. especially right. when it comes to like judges. Those are the people who are coming up with sentences. Again, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna myself back. I go on and on about. I know you're passionate about this stuff, but I, I totally get it. Like, I'm not as passionate. I also don't. Um, I'm not always informed, but I definitely try to stay as up to date as possible. Um, and of course, like that's something that's the importance of something that you want to pass on to like your children. Um, so I don't want to be lack about slack about it now and then when my kids come around, like I can't communicate to them why it's super important to, you know ensure that they participate in things like this so i get it for sure so y'all go out there make sure you're number one registered to vote and then make sure you are staying up today even if it means just reading a quick article that you come across on twitter or online somewhere and get out there and vote when it's time 100 so let me tell y'all what's going on with my life child so i don't know if we talked about this on here i can't remember um but i had got on hinge due to the recommendation of a friend um who had met her her boyfriend on there and so i was like i'm gonna get on there and i got on there but um i wasn't messaging nobody back y'all <laughs> so i wasn't really like utilizing the app so recently um i was telling my counselor um about a conversation me and Vernique had about me not messaging people back. It was like me, Vernique, I think Kiana was there. It was there when we had all went to the movies to see the photograph. Um they were like you gotta message people back. So you know start talking to people but I just I don't know I feel like it's a confidence thing. Not necessarily a confidence thing but like a 
a comfort level thing. Like, I don't know what to say. Like, I hate, I don't really like meeting new people online. Like, I just, it's easier to build natural relationships with people, like, as you're living life, I feel like. I can't explain it. Um, but anyways, so my counselor challenged me to, like, start actively engaging on the app if, if that's what I wanted to do, if I was serious about dating. And then she gave me a challenge of trying to get a date within two weeks which that was just this week so I'm about to end like week one of the challenge so I wanted to talk about this dude I met on there <laughs> it was like super cool at first and uh, um me and him had a lot in common we actually worked in the same industry um so it was like we had like very easy conversations so I was like okay this is cool so then he gets on my Instagram and then he just like says so do you post pictures of your ex on Instagram he didn't ask me. He, like, made a statement. Well, he asked me, but it was, like, in a matter-of-fact type of way. way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I was, like, of my daughter's dad, yes. And he was, like, oh, what seems like you not ready to date? Instead of him asking me, well, instead of him asking me why I post pictures, if you go on my Instagram, you'll see it's actually very limited pictures of Kendall's dad on there. And every picture of me and Kendall's dad is a picture of Kendall. It's either Kendall mm-hmm. and her dad or me Kendall and her dad. Mm-hmm. And I do that because I have a platform and part of my, and one of, I don't want to call it a pillar, but one of the things that I want to use my platform to discuss is healthy co-parenting relationships. Because toxic co-parenting relationships have been normalized. And I think that we have a duty. Um, I have, I think I have a duty to help bring um, light to healthy ones. Because it's important to have a healthy co-parenting relationship for the health of your child. Like, you care about the whole health of your child. It's not, you know, if they're sick or not. But, like, their mental health, how does my child grasp relationships? How do they see relationships? I think it's important for children to see a healthy relationship between their parents, even if they're not together. Um, Like, we can be in the same room. We can take a picture together. My daughter deserves to have a picture of me, her, and her dad. Um, So, I, I get on this to say, like, dating as a single parent is sometimes difficult in those regards because people automatically assume when they see that me and my daughter's dad have a good relationship oh y'all still must talk oh y'all still must mess around y'all still must do this and it's like no we just decided because we're adults and have to co-parent the kid that we want to get along like we want to have a healthy relationship and it just like opened my eyes. I feel like it made me kind of guarded again when it came mm. to dating because it was yeah. like, how many more people automatically perceive or assume that me and my daughter's dad are together or are messing around because I posted a picture of him and our daughter on my page. Yeah. So that's just like update. If I get a date, I'll let y'all know. But I'm just going to, like, working through dating as a single parent, it's, like, it's interesting, because, like, things come up that you never thought about. Like, I never even thought about me posting a picture. Like, he was mainly talking about a picture of, we went to a friend's wedding um, that we were all a part of. And I was like, man, if you read the caption, you would have understood the picture. Right. But, but reading fundamentally, y'all. You shouldn't make it, um, you, it shouldn't cause you to feel guarded. Like, there are bozos everywhere. Like, there are people who just don't, like, they're just clowns. Like, they'll find anything. He's not obviously securing himself. I think anybody who has a level of maturity and understanding 
wouldn't even think twice about that they may ask like hey so y'all don't still talk or nothing like that's a question i ask if i'm talking to somebody who yeah um, has that's a child, cool. like our how's y'all's relationship but once i get that understanding it is what it is he's obviously insecure and you know that's not the type of person that you even want to connect with i don't think there's going to be a consistent issue though personally i don't think so they're just clowns like it's just people who yeah. are hell-bent on being insecure and putting their insecurities on others so i wouldn't i, I don't i would be surprised if it happens twice yeah don't use it as an excuse to not do your homework. To basically. not do your right, basically. I, no, no, no. <laughs> I still, I still have been on there talking to people, but I can tell that I'm not like. I could just tell that I'm like kind of still guarded. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, about it, but I still be talking to people, and I be I'm still doing it because I like I said my work for the year was intentional, and if I want to meet my husband, if I want to meet somebody, if it's not happening in day-to-day life, I have to be intentional about other ways to do that. And right now, mm-hmm. dating online is a thing. And it's way easier to meet people that way with my hectic schedule. And I think, like, because of your platform of healthy co-parenting and whatnot, like, that you want to showcase that, I really believe God will honor that. And so he yeah. will, um, I think that he'll he'll allow more people in your path that are that partner with you in that area and that's what you want is somebody who partners with you in that endeavor not somebody who's going to make you feel bad about something that god has placed on your heart you know what i mean right yeah understanding that that is that is a desire that god's placed on your heart and he will also help you to partner or to disengage with people who aren't going to help further that um and promote it you know and and support you in it yeah so that's my life, y'all. I update y'all so I'm pop off. <laughs> my wedding is. I'm gonna be like Lorna Cameron. Your next life like, update gonna be a whole. Listen. I went on this date and we going on another day and how we go together. I'm just playing. We go we together. Go together. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it's my turn to do. Can I preach? Um, and I was kind of between two topics. Um one concerning leadership and generational blessings versus generational curses but i did that on a thirsty thursday so a little plug you can just follow me on instagram (laughs) at the britney j way and catch that um video about that um because i actually want to touch on something else concerning um connecting back to my life update from the previous episode um about being obedient when you're expecting great things for God, from God. Um, Alex mentioned that her word for this year was um, being intentional and mine has been, uh, is expectation. So I'm expecting a lot of things from God, including what I spoke about on the last um, episode concerning con- conception and having a child. And on this journey to um, conceive, God basically told me um, that I needed to give up some things in order to, um, really receive what I was asking for. Now he didn't say, you know, give this up and I'm definitely going to give it to you by such and such day. And it's going to happen, you know, expect it to happen on this occasion. Um, but that's kind of how I took it. (laughs) Um, so I gave up, uh, this thing that God asked me to give up 
And the last few months I've been struggling, not because I like am like wanting to get back to this this behavior, um, but mostly because it's just like I ain't seen nothing happen yet. And I'm just like, well, Lord, you told me to give this thing up and I did give it up. And before when I wasn't giving it up, I still wasn't pregnant and I done gave it up and I still ain't pregnant. So what's up? Um, so I was getting really frustrated and I got almost livid with God earlier last week or earlier this week when I went on Facebook and I saw that one of my old pastor's granddaughter was pregnant again. Um, she's a very young mother. Um, she, had, she was a teen mother when I was at the church. Um, and she's a young, she's still young, but I think her daughter's like, I don't know how old her other child is. Anyway, she's pregnant again with twin girls. Um, and if you know me well enough, I want twins. <laughs> Bernie's face was like, oh. <laughs> so. Um, for her strength at this it point. It hit. Yeah, <laughs> it hit. She's having twin girls. Um, she already had another girl. Um, and I was Lordy just like, well. and I've been doing really good. Like I've been seeing, you know, pregnancy posts, people posting their, it's so many people on my timeline who just had babies. Like it's, it's overwhelming. And. I guess it can be very similar to, you know, people who want to get married or be in relationships and they see people posting images of that um, and just kind of wondering, like, when is it going to be their turn? So, like, that's where I am. But to see most of those people are like people who are married and, you know, in walking from what seems to be obedience to God. And this person just is being disobedient to God. And, and I'm, basing that based off of what I know about the situation. So it's not like I don't know her and know the things that she's involved in. So anyway, seeing that, I was really about to be like, Lord, you tripping? I'm done with this. I'm about to go. And so the thing I gave up, I got to tell because now I'm not making sense. So I gave up drinking. <laughs> so I was like, I'm about to go drink me some wine. <laughs> I'm about to go drink me some wine. So yes, I used to be a very, I'm a very social drinker um but i can also drink very heavily um and it has caused problems in the past so i just pretty much gave it up but i still will do like some wine or whatever if i go out so it's been very difficult because i'm just like whoop, just sitting here trying to have a baby <laughs> and basically god was just like when have i ever asked you um when i've asked you to do something how long is it taking you to do it for me um, cause I've been probably engaging in like social <clears throat> drinking behavior since college. And there have been several occasions where God has spared me from different difficulties and situations. And he's like, this needs to be the last time. This needs to be the last time. And up until recently, there has been no last time. So when I saw that picture and I was like, Lord, you tripping? I'm just about to go buy me a bottle of wine and sit here and chill and the first thought that I had or that he kind of spoke to my spirit was like, so when you weren't giving up drinking, did I, did I rush you to give up what I was asking you to give up? Um, when you weren't living life in the manner in which I had called you to, did I rush you or did I say you got until this certain date before I just renege on everything I said I'm going to bless you with? So it really hit home because God was basically saying to me, there is never a time where I ask you to do something and I place you on a time limit. God does not give us time limits, so then why are we giving him time limits on the things that we ask him for in our lives? Um, so 
in when you are asking God for anything and he kind of comes back and convicts your heart to ensure that your heart is in the right place and that you're walking in obedience to him, it is super important that you do not put, give him an ultimatum, so to speak. Tell him like, if this doesn't happen by this date, then I quit, I give up, I'm turning away from what you asked me to do. And I'm just gonna do my own thing because that's so detrimental. For all I know, I could very well be pregnant right now. I don't know, we gonna see in a couple of weeks. But imagine if I was, and I decided last week that I was gonna just go drink a whole bottle of wine. Like what impact could that have had? could that have had on the blessing that God had promised me? Whether it be this month, next month, next year, when do you stop placing parameters on God? Um, so when you're choosing to walk in obedience, it really shouldn't be conditional. It needs to be unconditional. It needs to be for the purpose of you just simply being a better daughter or son of Christ and being a testimony, a walking testimony for him. Because at the end of the day, whether I have children or not, me giving up drinking is going to be a part of my testimony. Because again, there's so many things that he pulled me out of and saved me from that I could that could have cost me my life or my livelihood that it that he's to be praised for just for those moments. Um, so in spite of saying, yeah, I gave up drinking and I had a baby, praise God, like I gave up drinking and the times in which I could have had a DUI or the times in which I could have got into a car accident or gone to jail, like that's worthy to be praised now, whether I get what I actually am praying for or not. So don't place parameters on God. Be unconditionally obedient to him um, and the blessings that you're asking for may not even be the ones that you get. The ones that you get may be overflowing and more and even greater than what you're even requesting. Um, so yeah, that's my little real simple life update. And can I preach? <laughs> no, but listen though, that, that was, so was powerful. There were so many things that you said. One, unconditional obedience. Yeah, that's girl. a whole word and the other yeah. thing is i wish people would be as honest as you have been i think throughout your whole journey but especially today um mm -hmm. with the fact that sometimes it stings when other people get what you want especially yeah. when you know history and background and it may sound petty and it may yeah. seem like well you don't know what's going on blah 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 and that's all true but can we be honest about the fact that sometimes it hurts to see other people running around with your blessings who are seemingly undeserving mm -hmm. regardless of what the reality is perception is everything perception is all we have yeah. and so i really think that hopefully somebody's listening to this and they were freed from the from the, the guilt of feeling that way and knowing that they're human, but at the same time, feel the conviction to move beyond that place and to looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith and Amen. running your race well and not looking to the left or the right, but trusting that Jesus will come through in the ways that he's promised you or trusting that he loves you enough that his will will always be good for you. That was, girl, that blessed me. Like, I'm literally about to go have some time with Jesus after this. Mm, this I really so did. That was very on time for me like like you said like it's the same with singles it's mm -hmm. so hard sometimes to see people that you're like why are they getting married mm -hmm. like I stopped having sex I stopped doing this I stopped doing that yeah I know these people busting it wild up every weekend and now they got a ring 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, guys. But it's, but it's like you said, it's like, one, I can't put a time line on God. Mm-hmm. I can want something, I can desire something, but I can't make that my God either. No. And um, I just got to trust God and know that all of this is part of, is all for his glory in the day. Like, you know, everything. Like, even though I don't, might not understand it, even though I might not like it, it's like all of it's for him because giving up whatever you give up is all, like you said, it's about obedience. It's about submitting to God and surrendering to God, knowing that that is not your God right. and God is your God. That's so, good. Yeah. Mm. So, y'all walking obedience. I know. I know. That's good. Child, we're gonna have to uh, <laughs> have girl talk after this because that I'm stirred. That was good. Anyways, we thank you guys for joining us for another episode of the Sisterhood Debrief. I hope that this blessed you like it blessed us. Um, I know we do a lot of carrying on, but Jesus is all that we do. <laughs> Um, and you know, I hope that you guys catch us in another two weeks. We love y'all. Have a blessed week and signing off. This is Vernique, Alex, and Brittany, and we'll catch y'all next time. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.